0: Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.
1: You're
2: listening to Transformation Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat show. This is talk radio to thrive by. And I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on and, and following us like you have been, uh, for these years of what I'd like to call conscious creation and more importantly, connection. Thank you all for your emails and your condolences over the passing of, uh, Linda's mom. I think, uh, um, all of us, our hearts go up into her, and, uh, and her mom is uh, sitting up there sipping a martini and smiling as we speak. So I want to thank you for joining me here today. Uh, for many of you, the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio has been part of my personal journey. You know, it has been um, hard to explain to other people how one takes a message like this out into the world and then, you know, develops a network around this. And I think it is best understood and explained, by the way, Barbara Marks Hubbard explains it in her book, Birth 2012 and Beyond. So now when people ask me about, you know, what my life has been about and how I got to be where I am and where I'm going, I just hand them a copy of her book and I say – This would be a really good thing for you to read. So I want to thank Barbara for joining us here today. For many of you, you know her so well, president of the Foundation for Conscious Evolution, a speaker, a social innovator, visionary, author of several books. She is an absolutely amazing evolutionary educator and has helped many of us pick ourselves up and understand the concepts that we call life beyond all that. She is someone that has been so much a part of the women's movement, supporting the emergence of evolutionary women, the feminine co-creator and the next level of creativity and partnership. So for many of us who have been on this journey to create, to partner, to connect, um, it is so absolutely beautiful to see the way Barbara has been able to articulate uh, what is the energy and the synergy of what's happening in the world today. We get to t- chat with her about Birth 2012 and beyond, humanity's great shift to the age of conscious evolution. Barbara, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back again.
3: Thank you, Pat. I'm I'm delighted to be here.
2: Well, it is really true. I mean, many of us that have stepped out and uh, without really having a concrete uh, common sense reason that many of our friends would like to have, I know you know a little bit about this, Uh, we have been at a place where we've been trying to understand why we've made the decisions in our life to take messages out there. Are we alone or are we part of a movement Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you this question. I mean, you have really captured an essence that many of us could relate to at at some at many levels. And you call it conscious evolution. And I wanted to talk with you a bit about conscious evolution and what that means and how it is showing up in our pop culture.
3: Well, it's showing up because it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what conscious evolution, how it came to me. When the United States dropped the first bombs on Japan, I was 15 years old, and I, I I just woke up to the the horror, but also the evolutionary possibility that we could destroy life on Earth. And I had thought the use of power from the United States was was good. You know, we had won a war, we'd fought against yes. the Nazis, and on and on. So. When I said, what's the meaning of the new power that's good? Where are we going? You know, what's the, what's the future that attracts us? I became a, a pioneering futurist and I researched everywhere and I will not take you all, tell you all the time it took, but I couldn't find that anybody knew where we're going in this lifetime, not life after death, not metaphysical transformation, but simply here we were on an earth, and now it's overpopulating, polluting, crisis of all kinds. What I saw was these crises are evolutionary drivers to wake humanity up to be responsible for our own self and social evolution, and that when we look at the great uh, spiritual teachers, they've all been teaching that this is who we are, but I felt And feel that the crises and both in personal lives and social and planetary are the drivers that are waking millions of us up. And we're waking up not as a new religion, uh, we're waking up as a creative essence of our being wanting to express. We're shifting from maximum procreation toward co-creation, like Finding Our Life Purpose, I'm sure you, you, I don't think you're being paid millions of dollars to do this show no i 'm not <laughs> Why are you doing it?
2: I mean, you know you now this is really what I was alluding to early on, you know, and I love this because i've really when I started this in two thousand and three, there were maybe five of us doing positive talk uh, yeah, right. on, uh, on the air. There were really maybe two of us doing it on the internet, and as a matter of fact, I bought my first hour in two thousand and three on this network mhm. I paid for every hour of radio for three years before I figured out that there were people that wanted to advertise on the show. And then in 2010, I started my own network and I'm still asked why, you know, I dialed a wrong number in 2003, Barbara, I transposed an 800 number. I'm, I'm what you call learning different, but I didn't hang up. So in my heart, Within 10 minutes, I said yes, and I'm still, I'm still
3: learning the why. (laughs) You see, that yes that you said is, I call it the big yes. It was to some impulse within you to express, to be, to be more than, to give more, to give more, not to get more, but to give more. And as you give more, you get self-rewarded by the giving of it. That's that's like uh, the next stage of sex, because sex, you don't necessarily get get to say, well, you know, if you make me do that, yes, yes, because I want to have a baby. It's nature made it pleasurable enough for us to populate and overpopulate the entire world. So that same impulse that is exciting when you're attracted to somebody physically is now we're attracted to give our gift and we can't do it alone. So we have to reach out, we have to learn, we and when we do it, we get self-rewarded. A conscious evolution on the personal and creative level is waking up to deep life purpose and saying yes. Mm. The second part of it is to realize the planetary crises we're facing are evolutionary drivers for us at the social, um, political, economic level. Because we can't continue to do more of the same and just do our personal work. Because if the society around us is collapsing through climate change or various forms of, uh, you know, the waters rising and the migrant peoples having to move and the wars occurring and whatever that are the real problems, we there's no way that you then and I will just be uh, peacefully doing our work while the right. world's going to hell around us. Right. So the need for social evolution comes up naturally because of planetary crises. And conscious evolution is waking up to say, I see that, yes, I want to give, I want to be that essence myself. I want to give my greater gift into the world. And I want to connect with other people doing the same. So that we can make a planetary shift before we have to go into greater crisis. So the whole thing is a wake-up call for the evolution of our species. Yeah.
2: You know what I love about what your work and and, you you and I have chatted several times along the way since 2003 is that for many of us, and I will talk about myself, it took me a lot of years to get it. And I'm Mm -hmm. still getting it. Mm -hmm. I'm what you call a late bloomer. My astrologer tells me it's because I have four planets in Capricorn.
3: Oh, Uh, when's your your birthday?
2: December 11th. I have four in Sagittarius and four in Capricorn. I see. (laughs) So she says the timing for this is right, and that I may never know the answers. But honestly, Barbara, I don't think any of us that are still here doing the kind of work we're doing on radio could have done it without partnership the competitive it's, model does not work
3: no so there you are again another part of conscious evolution is co-creativity rather than simply competitive and and uh, you know separate uh, c- people competing with each other to win it's finding the partners and teams you need to co-create and there is a certain self-rewarding quality in that too if you can find partners who need what you want to give and you you actually need what they want to give. Like I have found with Stephen Dynan in the Shift Network. You know, he has a teleseminar company. He asked me to teach my um, understanding of conscious evolution and how to co-create on a planetary scale. By doing that, I was certainly amplified and promoted by him, and he was rewarded by me being successful. And his purpose is the global shift. So, you see, that was a shared purpose, which is another thing. Shared purpose, joining to co-create, is what happens in conscious evolution.
2: When we take a look at our lives, and, and what, a be- what a beautiful book you, you've written, Barbara. You, you know, this is the question I, I would love to explore when we come back from break. When we have, and I have to say this for myself, when we have the courage to say yes... to to conscious evolution, you know, what is it that pulls us forward? What is it that is pulling the world forward right now? You know, is it the crisis that we see looming and glooming in front of us? Is it the fear that we believe we have, which is without faith? You know, what is it that helps us shift from ego to essence. We're going to take a short break. When we come back... Very, very good question. <laughs> uh, aren't they, that was kind of yes. a mouthful right there. <laughs> okay. Barbara Marks yeah. Albert, joining us here today. For those of you that have not read uh, Birth 2012 or any of her books, we're going to let you know how to do this. I find this book an invitation. It has been an inspiration for me to keep doing what I'm doing. When we come back, Get ready to explore what your yes might be. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
4: Change your coffee experience forever with Kamano Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade. Certified organic. Shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kamano Island Coffee Roasters are giving back receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee Papua new guinea to the first 250 callers the number is toll free 855-438-8671 just pay 895 shipping and handling and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself the number is toll free 855-438-8671 this is a free pound of coffee that retails at 16.95 once you've tried this coffee You will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671.
3: Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI-certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit Ann with an e,
4: Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself standing between the paws of the Sphinx, meditating inside the Great Pyramid and other sacred temples and exclusive visits. Imagine cruising down the Nile on a luxurious private sailing yacht and exploring the peaceful countryside of Egypt. If you're interested in travel that expands, transforms, and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman, author of The Temples of Light, for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt this September. Call for more information, 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com.
0: Welcome back to The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, Call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It is such an honor to have uh, joining me here today, someone that I've admired, but most of all, someone that I've been able to so learn from and so understand you know, the essence of the changes in my life and the life of so many people, especially, you know, as we come through this year. Um, I want to make sure every one of you know that you can go to BarbaraMarkshubbard.com or you could go to birth2012.com. Um, and the book and the websites also have some incredible videos for you. Um this is a time for all of us to understand what standing in our yes really is about, Barbara. Thank you for joining me here today. You know We were talking during the break and and I was sharing a little bit uh, uh, about where I was at this time in two thousand and three when i when I said yes, I was probably at the most confused, stuck place in my life but and we 're going to talk about. You know what does it take to be this person that stands in the yes that can really truly follow that which is pulling us forward?
3: Say that again, please.
2: Well, I, well, it, it was it, it, when well, we were talking about what it means to stand in
3: our yes. Oh yes. The, the, well, the yes for each person is that unique creative spark of you might say the the. Um, spiritual, true nature of our being. And everybody has a unique aspect of their own creative essence. And the true fulfillment in life is to find the way to give it the whole way. Mm. (laughs) It's such a beautiful plan. You know, it's not like in the movie The Secret. It was how to place your intention on what you want to get like a house or a car or a relationship. Yeah. In this process, it's the next step after that, you place your attention on what it feels like when you're giving your own most creative essence to others in such a way that you feel self-rewarded. Like anyone who, like I was, when I was speaking with my daughter and she's very self-rewarded when she's doing her artistic expression and then she gets nervous and compulsive at other times. So I said, just put your attention in your meditation on the feeling of being creative and expressive. And that's your essence. That's your big yes. And something, this is what I discovered in my book, Emergence, and it's very good. By putting your attention on it in your meditation and just letting the feeling of expressing essence flow through your nervous system and into your heart... The part of you that is local personality selves, who are compulsive, uh, distressed, anxious, etc., we all have them. What they do is they get attracted to the feeling of peace, wholeness, oneness that comes through the expression of unique creativity, particularly when it's a flow state of creativity as one gets when one is doing one's own real essence. You're not trying. You're not figuring it out. Your left brain is sort of peaceful. And I want to take a jump here because I just talked to a very powerful woman, uh, Jill Bolte-Taylor, who wrote the book Stroke of Insight. She was yes. on the TED show. Well, she called me because she heard me speak of the planetary birth experience, which is to say when a mass of us feel resonance together. And we're aiming at December 22nd, 2012, calling it a planetary birth experience. She said that, that story that you're telling, Barbara, creates a left brain, right brain integration. Mm. Because it's both deeply intuitive and, and spiritual and right brain, but it's also logical. That to overcome the crises that humanity is facing, we have to connect what's creative through the heart. Otherwise we can't do it by just winning over each other. You can't get the corporations to do it, you can't get the nation states to do it, you can't get the global corporations, so, or the, or the organized religions, but we can do it this way. So she said, you have been communicating through this story and the model of the wheel of co-creation of all the parts connecting, you have integrated the left brain, right brain. And I realized all of a sudden I have integrated the left brain, right brain, whenever I'm communicating this particular possibility because it's been my life purpose to do that. And even though it looked completely out, out of left field when I started in 1966, to tell the story of the birth of a universal humanity because the telling of it integrated my own left and right brain, and I worked it out so I could tell it to others so it integrated their left and right brain, I suddenly saw that the so-called planetary birth experience, if enough people feel resonant with that inside themselves, just like we're saying on this call, the left brain, right brain integration of a certain part of humanity will occur spontaneously. Mm. And when that happens, you really evolve. Mm.
2: I wanted to talk with you a little bit about um, the book itself uh, and, and I'm, I was drawn to the question that Michael Beckwith asks in the book and, and also some of the many other people that shared their insights, uh, yeah. some of these evolutionary leaders, yeah. people that you picked, your colleagues who contributed. Uh, to to the, to the planetary shift. Jean Jean Houston was one of the first people I've ever interviewed. She was actually one of the first people that said yes to this very little known internet only, and no one was listening to the internet by the way in two thousand three. Barbara,
3: right? I know Jean was was a pun- She was up at four in the morning on the internet before any of us ever heard of it.
2: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <Wow. laughs> And you invited these folks, all of them, to share in contributing to to the book and their insights. And I wanted to ask you, what do these folks have? What is it about Gene and Jack and Michael uh, and the others, uh, Irvin Laszlo, all of the people that have contributed? What is it about them that they have that most of humanity also has but doesn't know it?
3: Well, I think they have been blessed with a sense of vocation. Mm. That is to say, an an impulse in you that wants to express your own creative essence. Michael Beckwith, you know his story. He was really one of the bad, bad teenagers, and he was in L.A., and he was in that drug, uh, group. And he, you know, he could have gone down and I don't remember exactly what happened to him, but he discovered that when he communicates from spirit, he's extremely electrifying. So he got to do more of it and more of it and more of it. Now he has one of he he has a global ministry and Michael is totally inspired being. And how did he get inspired? It was by doing and being able to serve through doing his essential self. Jean has an innate capacity for creativity and teaching creativity to others. And she got to do it she's very bright and she had a father who was a, a comic writer and she got to be a slight performer, you know, through her father. And now she's done it her whole life. Jean and I have known each other since we were, you know, about 40 years. I mean, an amazingly long time. And... I'm 82 and she's in her mid-70s, I think. And we both of us have no sense of age. Yes. We don't feel young or old. We're not chronologically specific. Why? Because your essential self doesn't have an age.
2: You know, I love that you just shared that because I, that is exactly the way that I operate. Um I have never had a sense of age. You know, my friends get very annoyed with me because I don't want to celebrate my birthday the way they want to or the pivotal years. How you know old that are you? How- you know the, the the time that you change. I had a friend that said, "You know, I'm taking you to the movies. Actually, you're a senior. We could get a senior discount." <laughs> I said, "What? <laughs> I'm a senior? I don't want a senior discount. What are you talking about? How old, are,
3: the, how old are you, Pat?
2: 61.
3: You see, this is... But I don't the,
2: feel 61. I write well, a Harley Davidson. I don't even know what that means, Barbara. Well, actually. you see,
3: what here, here's what I think it means. I think there's an emerging species coming up here. And I think one of the main... Uh, types that are, is a forecast of the emerging species. I'm calling it a co-creative humanity. This species is turned on by its own creativity. And it yearns to give it to others because otherwise it can't express it. And when it does give it, particularly a woman, the woman has in her body the ability to have a baby. So in When we move into this dimension of our own vocations, we're giving birth to the creative self. And it can be at any age, but when it's post-menopause, 50, 60, 70, 80, the vitality of the woman who's saying yes to her own creative essence, giving it out in love, because she loves to give it. It's like you love a newborn child. It's a mess, but you love it. We have the ability for unconditional love of the unknown. We don't know that the world's going to really turn out well for everyone. (laughs) We don't know that the newborn baby is really going to grow up to be the most wonderful person in the world. But we love it no matter what. This is a really intrinsic feminine quality. And and men have it too, but women have it in their bodies, because we have the babies going through our bodies. So when we fall in love, like you have and I have, with an essential expression, of unique creativity that we love to express that gives us joy when we do it, we start becoming, uh, we, we're no longer age-specific. We're anchored in creativity which grows as you express it. I mean, it's, it's totally self-rewarding. And, and so that is a, a very different thing. This... A type of not not being age specific after fifty when we used to the the image was you're aging you're losing your vitality, your beauty, and you're sort of finished. The fact is that we are in what I call regenopause
1: <laughs> I love that
3: <laughs> after menopause comes, regenopause when you say yes to that vitality within you. And not only is it good for you and your health and your your um, sort of life pulse is is healing, it's also good for the world, because the world needs this kind of loving creativity, where you're willing to be a pioneer in radio, where I was willing to be a pioneering futurist. You know, and getting divorced and taking five children to Washington and blah, 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 and selling my house and building wheels everywhere. What got into her? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, this is really what? part of what we need to share with people because I want, I want to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about this. You know, the questions that are asked in the book, especially, you know, global citizenry, you know, fantasy or future reality, we really do get to the place in life where we, we, we stop having to explain our behavior uh-huh. to people that we think are important and we then start to live authentically. When we come back, I want to talk with you about how we, beyond age, get rid of the myth that we are limited and say yes to a greater cause. Barbara marks Hubbard, joining me here today. The book is Birth 2012 and Beyond. When we come back, I'll tell you lots about how to find out more about this. And the question that I guess all of us get to anticipate is what else What else is possible? Stay tuned. We'll be right
1: back. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenorice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic tele-series designed to empower parents to know
4: that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out glenorice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Change your coffee experience forever with Camino Island Coffee Roaster fair trade certified organic shade grown delicious coffee the kamano island coffee roasters are giving back receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee Papua new guinea to the first 250 callers the number is toll free 855-438-8671 just pay 895 shipping and handling and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show,
3: your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library, where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live
4: call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your a reading with psychic medium, animal communicator Elizabeth Anglin. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com where you will find free life-changing information. Tune in to Guy Log Radio with Dr. Jeff on TransformationTalkRadio.com as the stories of the universe are revealed in this engaging and creative hit show. Mondays at 1 Pacific Time, or Eastern, Dr. Jeff fills the airwaves with Guy Log Radio, an epic conversation on self, society, and sustainability. Provocative, educational, transformative, and mythic, Guy Log Radio is the place where story seeds the imagination, heals the heart, and inspires personal, social, and planetary evolution.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Barbara Marks Hubbard is my very special guest today. Birth 2012 and beyond.
3: Humanity's
2: greatest shift to the age of conscious evolution. Author and visionary Barbara Marks Hubbard joining us here today. It's great to have her in this conversation and really talk about you know, what goes on for each and every one of us, and for many people that have not heard the term conscious evolution or have not heard terms like social synergy, when we talk about it in the way we're talking about it today, you you kind of say, oh, yeah, that's right. I was stuck. Oh, yeah, I'm doing things my friends think that absolutely I've lost my mind. And, Barbara, you, you know, the, I hear this story Over and over and over again, when we get callers into the show, they call into the show. Yesterday, we had a gazillion callers into – three-quarters of them were asking, what do I do with my career? I really don't like this job. I really want to do something different. Mm -hmm. You know, are are we – where are we with these questions? I mean, are we really at the place where we can embrace the question, what else is possible?
3: Oh, I, I think we, that we're being really motivated, both from within ourselves, of wanting to express more of who we are, which is a life, life pattern of realizing potential. That's number one. But number two, many of the older jobs we're doing, even though they may be supporting us personally, are not supporting the um, so the, the solving of human problems and the evolving of our species because they're in the old structure. So if you're, let's say, in a competitive structure in a corporate world, producing something that actually may not be even healthy or good for the environment or useful, there's something inside us that rebels against that. But the danger is you don't get, you don't get money or support if you have to jump out of that structure. So then we have to become social entrepreneurs, And I I just met with somebody in Detroit who was telling me, Detroit is like a wasteland for many, many people. Yeah. That the only thing that he was able to do that really worked was small creative entrepreneurship with young people mainly who could could produce something and earn their way by being creative in entrepreneurship. And it was interesting because, uh, you know, the country was founded on the idea of entrepreneurship. And the free enterprise system in that smaller scale of feeling free to, to earn your way has been really one of the founders of democracy. If it goes up into the huge corporate structures that are dominating and controlling, it's not the same thing. And so I, I mean, I think Hazel Henderson and all the thing that she's doing with ethical marketplace is looking at where how we can learn to be ethical in a evolved entrepreneurial social entrepreneurial whether large scale or really small like I'm a small social entrepreneur and the way I'm doing this is through teaching Mm -hmm. and I'm earning enough to support my work and myself and my, my small foundation through teaching through the Uh, shift network and through my books. So I'm serving, earning, and living. Now, I, at one point, was a mother of five living a full-time mom existence when I just graduated from college, and I finally got really depressed. And so it was out of that depression that I had to explore what more wanted to be expressed. Ah. And depression is a sign of more to express. And so you've got to then start reaching out to where you feel fulfilled through expressing. Mm. And you don't have to jump out of a job right off, but you need to, you need to be a pioneer or you can't do it. Pioneering, you, you know, it's not easy for, it's not easy. It wasn't easy to cross the United States in, in covered wagons. Right. Right. You see, who did that? <laughs> not everybody. No. No. But the and you know did,
2: people that pretty much were called crazy.
3: And they but you see, I'm saying, let's not use that language anymore. That's These not. are the people with the impulse of creativity. These are the pioneers for humanity. These are people leading the way. So if anybody any of your listeners feels that impulse and they feel uncertain what to do about it and feel scared because maybe they're going to leave their job or leave what most people think they should be doing. The the deeper part is to say yes to that and see who else is doing something creative. Don't identify yourself with a smaller scale Um, limited structure that you might be in because if you open your eyes and start reading and reaching out, you're going to find there are millions of people pioneering.
2: And, you know, what I love about what you're saying is this is really, and this is very cool, pioneering has, is, has, is a, it's an ageless term. I want to be really clear about this. We have pioneering happening at teenagers, 15, 16 year old kids that are set, setting up microeconomic businesses. Yeah, you know, this is not something that has to do with how long you're on the planet, uh, but it does have to do, Barbara, doesn't it, with a, a passion, a purpose, or maybe even
3: a crisis that lit a fire under our butts. Yes, in this lesson of evolution is crisis precedes transformation. Problems are evolutionary drivers. So whenever you're in a crisis, even if it's a really bad one, uh, like illness or, you know, financial stress, you, you pause, go within and say, is there anything I can see that could emerge out of this if I put my attention on it?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Even, even, you know, how many people say after having a terrible illness like cancer, right. by the way they responded to it. Right their whole lives grew, grew. And I don't want to say this is 100% true, but I have found it to be true in my own life and my, my limited uh, you know, outreach into the world is that when you have a crisis or problem, it has meaning. And if you give it the meaning of what is it driving you toward, you will begin to find it. And if you don't know that crisis has meaning for something better, you may not look for it. You may just feel depressed. You may feel a victim of it. But you might take a different attitude toward crisis. And I'd like people to look at our website, birth2012.com because on it is a trailer, three minute trailer that tells, uh, invites people to participate in the planetary birth whole birth 2012 movement and you you just click on birth2012.com and then you'll see this just the first thing you can do is click on this 3-minute trailer and you'll get a sense of a new way of looking at the crisis and what i say is our crisis is a birth <clears throat>
2: You know, I want to tell you that it is what you're saying rings so true. Mm -hmm. I think for many of us, um, I know that for myself, you know, consequently, as many people would say, but I say coincidentally, Mm -hmm. you know, once I said yes to radio, six months later, I came down with a mystery disease, and and many people said, well, what? Why didn't you stop doing radio? Why didn't you stop? I said, because why would I stop something that so fulfills me Mm. and counteracts whatever physical thing was going on in my body so beautifully? Uh And I I really think that the presentation of that crisis, that physical crisis, was to make sure I didn't quit what I was doing.
3: Yes, well, you definitely are a conscious evolutionary (laughs) <laughs> I mean, everything you're saying about your own life is, is similar to what, what happened to me. And I think it's important for your listeners to, you know, see if it's happening to them and how they, they're part of a movement, if you use that word, a movement of um, evolutionary spiritual action and um, integration of, of our beings, really.
2: Well, this is really. Let's talk about the platform that you've created for all of us to participate in as well. You know, I know you mentioned the your partnership with the Shift Network, um, and you know, and 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 getting us ready for this planetary birth date on December twenty second. Tell us a little bit about this event and how people can get plugged in.
3: Well. <clears throat> The idea is that we have a crisis where the system could get into greater catastrophe. It's at a tipping point. What would tip the system toward a higher possibility for the future? Mm -hmm. Well, it is by connecting what is loving and creative. Because when you connect the positive, you start to lift the whole system to a higher order. Mm -hmm. So, birth 2012... Is an invitation for people at small scales in hubs and events all around the world to gather together and see what they, what's being born that's good, that's true, that's beautiful, that's creative within them, within their works, within their communities. And to link the creative expression through birth2012.com, which is a website where if you decide to form a hub of three or four people, to plan some form of celebration and find out what you want to express and create. You place yourself on the map, and you'll meet others doing the same. And our goal is a 100 million people awakening simultaneously to their own essence and their own creativity. That's what we're aiming at. So um, the Birth 2012 is an effort to do that, and we have a wonderful event producer, who was uh, produced something for Obama's neighborhood feeds, who has produced Pangea Day, who's really great at this. So, anyway, we are having a birthday party.
2: I love it. <laughs> and I, I love that, um, you know, my birthday is December 11th.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, I have had people, every time I have a numerologist on, they talk about the relationship of that date, the 11th of December to the 22nd of December. Mm -hmm. And I don't really understand, you know, numerologists are fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so intricate in how they they see the world, as so many people are. Mm -hmm. But I think beyond all of that, don't you think, Barbara, people are feeling... The pull. And I say the pull because it's different than a push. I don't know about you, but I've had the push a lot of times in my life. Mm -hmm. A push to get the next job. You know, Mm -hmm. a push to earn that next salary. A push to do this. push. But this pull is Mm -hmm. is a beautiful energy.
3: It's very well put. You know, Michael Beckwith keeps talking about pulled by a vision. Mm -hmm. And without vision, people perish. Well, what is the vision here? A simple way of saying it is a world that works for all. Mm-hmm. We've joined with the Unity Church,
1: mm-hmm. for example,
3: the whole movement. They have as their goal a world that works for all. Mm. And they could see in the planetary birth celebration a, a way of aiding and abetting a world that works for all by connecting what's already working. hmm hmm also- well, I mean,
2: I think this is beautiful. I mean, we're we're really finding that um, this idea of connecting that this and we are completely wanting to support this for you. Um, and Linda and Kim will get in touch with you and just find out how we can support this on our networks. You know, we're on over three hundred cable stations, radio stations across the country. We're now picked up in Australia, a very large mm. Australia international network. Work, mm-hmm. and we would love to help you get this message out there. We'll make sure that we run promotions and and so many things. And maybe if we could interview some of the people that are participating, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you uh, for the people that are listening to the show right now that have heard you before, that are perhaps at this place um, where I was in two thousand three. Uh, and it wasn't the first time, Barbara, that I've been stuck. I was homeless at seventeen,
3: mm. and I did a
2: whole article on what it means to go from homeless to happy. What do we say? What, what What do you say to folks that are going to be listening to this to inspire, encourage, and support them in standing in their conscious yes?
3: I actually think you can't do it alone. No, you can't, <laughs> and that the. I mean, the first thing is to know it's possible and to put your attention on what you want to create and what is your own essence and your own spirit. And then reach out wherever you can to whomever you can, whether it's a neighbor, uh, somebody in a church, somebody who, just at least one other human being. Mm -hmm. and, And start sharing what you feel and be able to create what we call resonance. It's resounding with with at least two or more. And when you do that, what happens is you relax the fear. And then you begin to feel heard and nurtured just by one other person, much less, you know, a whole group. And then you start discovering more of the way to express who you are your creativity, your entrepreneurship awakens. And this can happen in any any situation. Mm -hmm. It happens in prison. It happens in war zones. But most of us are not in prisons or war zones. Most of us are relatively free. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're the ones, particularly, but they say, Dalai Lama said, the Western women are going to be the ones. Why? Because we have the most freedom. Yes. We have a a whole tradition of independence and creativity. That's what we're about. So the American women, my goodness, they have a responsibility to each other and the world.
2: Yes. You know, I want to ask you about that. I had the opportunity um, many years ago and then uh, not so many years ago of meeting uh, Gloria Steinem. Uh huh. Uh, and I grew up in New York, and so, uh, as being part of corporate America, um, during a huge significant shift for women, mm-hmm. you, you know, Bella Abza, Gloria Steinem, so many others, um, yeah. that participated in that. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because you, you know, the Dalai Lama does say this about Western women. And someone said to me the other day that, Western women have lost their punch, and I said to them wow that 's an interesting statement and I wanted to ask you about that. Do we believe western women women have lost their punch or well, i 'm not we, sure what the punch what exactly well, they 're referring to the activists that were so out there in the world, and, and this is why i 'm asking the question and I said back to them i don 't know that we lost our punch." I said, we've gone from punching to praying, and I don't even know where that came from. But what I was trying to say is that there is a new energy and way of being. And the old paradigm doesn't fit anymore, does it?
3: I totally agree. You know, that's where I'm calling it the feminine co-creator. Mm-hmm. She comes out of the great movements of the feminists and the earlier the suffragettes. She comes out of the possibility of freedom and voting and having the basic identity needs. But what she wants is she doesn't want to be equal to men in a dysfunctional world. She doesn't want to compete to win in a dysfunctional world. And then if you're just protesting what is... You get more and more exhausted, but if you're helping to create a better design for what can be, you start gaining more energy. And this is the influence of Buckminster Fuller here. You know, he said, Don't try to cre- change the existing system, create a better design. So he wrote this, uh, his famous phrase is, a Spaceship Earth came without an operating manual. Yes. He said, "We have the resources, technology, and know how to make the world work for all, if we understand how nature works, and nature is regenerative. The, you know, you can see in in the actual ecology the immense regenerative power of nature itself. Well, human nature is regenerative, and we're at a stage of of evolutionary shift. So." the punch by trying to change existing system has lessened because we're looking for how to create a better system. You're not just gonna get a better system like in our current political dialogue where they're forced to be gladiators to kill each other. That's right. just the the system is requiring them to completely destroy the other. Then you get into Congress. I mean, Marianne Williamson has been talking about running for office, and I think it's extremely important. But when you decide which office you're going to run for, and you're trying to run for Congress or Senate or a state legislature, even when you if you win, which is a big thing, then you're in the system which is designed in this competitive structure. So you can make some progress, but the... What I consider to be the pioneering work is like on create your new radio show, create yes. um, your, your books, create your small entrepreneurs, connect, connect, connect what's creative. I and love it. When you do it. that, you're going to see, you have, have to have evolutionary eyes, but you're going to see an emerging world and you will not get it by listening to the evening news. You won't get it in the political campaigns. You don't get a clue of what's working. You know, I ran for vice president on the theme of a new function for the vice president to map, track, and connect what's working in America. Mm -hmm. And I got over 200 delegates. I was the other woman nominated in 1984 Mm. because of this one simple good idea. And I I met uh, Vice President Joe Biden the other day, and I said, he was, with was at a fundraiser, and he was talking about all the problems and problems and problems, very real problems. And I said, I have a suggestion for you. And he looked surprised. He said, well, what's that? I said, what would happen if the vice president were also to try to tell us what's working in America? And his face brightened, and he suddenly said, oh. And he talked for 15 minutes on what he had just encountered that's working. <laughs> Barbara, please, changed. please keep
2: talking to them. Please, please keep talking to them. I asked that same question the other day, but honestly, my 93-year-old uncle brought it up a couple of weeks ago. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much. We are so excited to support Birth 2012, everyone. Barbara, it's been an honor. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, go to birth2012.com. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. If you've missed any part of this, go to Dr. Pat Live or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. We'll see you next time.
4: Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on VoiceAmerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW, AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com.
2: You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every
1: hour. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive.
2: Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective.